0: I mean, being involved in free agent recruiting is a lot different than being involved in the coaching cert.
1: He didn't
2: deny what I said. You just said, you don't have my number. I don't know if Clay is the luckiest guy in modern NBA or the unluckiest guy. Chris
1: Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review.
2: Up first, Chris Broussard joins Colin Coward to break down his Twitter beef with KD in the 2019 NBA playoff storylines. Cavs beat writer, The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard,
3: and, and Rob Parker. You thought Rob Parker was the only guy you got in fights with. I know, man. Wow.
1: <laughs> I, I was. I said on Undisputed this morning, I said, you know, the way KD is on social media, this could be a topic every day with me. <laughs> Who knows how long this thing might go on?
3: Okay, so my, my, my takeaway, if you didn't hear it, was I don't. I don't want to get into what device it is. If I'm if I'm communicating with somebody over hours and m- multiple texts or DMs, it's a relationship. Because so to me, I don't care what the device is. I don't right. care. It's like in, I'm in radio. I'm also in podcasting, I'm on streaming, I'm on radio, I'm on Sirius, I'm on TV. Do you know what we call all these? Audio. Right. I don't even call it radio. I just have an audio platform which is like seven different things, podcast, streaming, XM, my affiliates, and then I do a TV simulcast. So to me, it is all just kind of the same, you're talking, you're talking. Why I'm did 50 you... years old. I don't know all those different <laughs> intricacies between Texan DM. What... Hey, I had to ask my, st- I didn't even know what cap, cap, cap meant. I'm like, anybody, I thought that was <laughs> cap a guy or something. I, 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 know... I took it as bus a cap in
1: your story. You know meaning I mean? <laughs> but no, unless that's what cap, 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 cap means, he didn't deny what I said. You just said. You don't have my number. I do have a cell phone number for him he gave me long ago. I'm sure it's outdated. Players change numbers all the time. Yeah. But there's that. But he slid into my DMs, all right? He's the one hit me on Instagram DM, Twitter DM. And then we have these long conversations. I actually underestimated it on Undisputed yesterday. I said two to three hours. I looked it up yesterday. Five hours. Like, not five hours straight. Right. But – Pretty much like going back and forth. I remember what I was doing those days. Uh, and and it was like just constant texting for, yeah. for four or five hours. So, and look, let me say this KD has the right. We talk about him being sensitive and all that. If if what if going back at the media, there's a part of me, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? We critique these guys. If they want to come back, I know you've had guys come back at you, that's their right. Hey. That's fine. Hey.
3: Ty Lu called me at my house. He was great. Yelled at me, but he was great. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else that called Odell. me. Odell Beckham called. I was out skiing. Odell called me. Uh, 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 called me. We talked for 25 minutes. Is great. Right. He didn't always love me. I've always said, if you won't come on the couch, I'll give my number out to athletes. And I've told we- – if Westbrook wants to scream at me, I'm okay. And I'll never – Odell told me a lot of stuff that I will never say just to protect his butt, even though right. I can say sometimes he's a little needy. I think that's fair to say. But I, what, what bothers me is, is is Kevin is trying to make it sound like you just made crap up.
1: And, and that's why I went back with the details of, you know, I don't want to release these screenshots of DMs and all that. I want to keep all that private out of respect for him and sure. other people's I communicate with around the NBA but, yeah, I had to go with a little detail. I got sixty plus dms from you in the last year or so, and you know uh how long the conversations were and stuff and i and I said it on undisputed and I'm, I said it right now, if somebody can prove that i'm li- that I lied about that story I'm, you really think I'm gonna go on national t v and make up a four-minute rant with details <laughs> that's just completely made up, completely yeah. false. To me, that's a fireable offense. Yeah. If somebody can prove I was lying about that, then fire me. FS1, Fox Sports Radio, fire me, really. Yeah. That That's how much I'm putting on this, fire me.
3: No, I, and I think, you know, it, it's funny, and I go back and forth on this. I think it's easy to look at Kevin Durant and say, you know, Kevin is sensitive. You, you want to know who else is already sensitive? Aaron Rodgers. And you want to know some about Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Durant? They're very thoughtful people. Is that a lot of people, um, they're, stuff lands on them. I'm so numb from criticism. You could say, I'm just like, it's concrete to me. You're like Westbrook. I just we don't care. With that. But <laughs> I, we, I, we have to be careful of ripping athletes because they're sensitive. These are 20-year-olds. Okay, I'm 50. I'm just, at this point, I've had so many slings and arrows. Yeah. But if I was a 20-year-old and I was on these shows all day, I'd be, I think I'd be on no,
1: sliding the DMs too. I get it. And I try to put myself in people's, other people's shoes to see how I would want them to treat me. And I get it. Like, I understand with athletes, if, if somebody was on television or radio ripping me throughout the day, and then comes up to me and, and acts like everything's good, I get why they'd be upset, or they may say something to you. Boogie Cousins, a year or two ago, two years ago, said something to me in the locker room. I had never met him, but I had talked about him on, the, on TV and had talked about what people were telling me in the Kings organization about him, and he was like, you know, he, he challenged me, right. you know? And it, but I respected that, and we had a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was good, like you said with Odell and those guys that call you. I like that. So a lot of me and KD's communication has been he'll reach out after he doesn't like something I wrote yeah. or I said on TV, and then and initially he'll reach out hardcore, like coming at me. Right. But then we talk it out, and you know we we have we've talked about other things as I've mentioned beyond basketball, so that comes into the conversation. And and then it ends up being all good. And, I look, I don't know how this will end. I hope – I'm not going to reach out to KD anytime soon. Yeah. I don't expect him to with me. But at some point down the line I'll reach out and hopefully everything can get cleared up. But I kind of ex- – like this, what's going on, has played out in private with me and him uh, to some
3: degree before. Yeah, you know? that's okay. I think it's a uh... – uh, Kevin Durant, to his credit, does not deny he's watching. Right. Everybody- and, and,
1: and I give him, like, he, his attitude, from what I can gather, is I'm going to go back at you. Like, he, everybody else looks at it as a weakness. I don't think he looks at it as a weakness. He looks at it like, you said this about me, I'm calling you out. <laughs> I don't care if you got 15 Twitter followers or you're on national television. So, and I, one thing I will give KD, Colin, it does not affect his play. Oh, no. You see athletes, as you know, in New York, the back page kills them. They can't perform in New York. This guy, he plays great no matter what's going on with social media or criticism. Can I say or one thing?
3: Can I look at the camera? Uh, Kevin Durant, you don't DM me. I've called you the best <laughs> player. I talk about you all the time. I constantly give you advice and support and love you. I'm now the only media person in the world you don't call. I'm the one that said you're better than LeBron. <laughs>
4: You sound like the people on Twitter, like, all we do is compliment you and you never give us any attention.
3: Yeah, I am. I'm tired of not being acknowledged (laughs) by KD. (laughs) I was saying this to start the show today, is that every sport has a culture. NASCAR is Southern. Soccer is international. Football is corporate baseball is tradition NBA is hip-hop fun music loud energy youthful I think Drake fits the NBA's brand it doesn't bother me although I think ideally I'd rather not have a fan uh, <laughs> piggybacking a coach although it was the Toronto coach who knows Drake and who has a great sense of humor uh, what is your kind of takeaway on the Drake thing because and I and I said this if if Drake makes you uncomfortable in that moment that's because you've when you choose a sport, you also choose a culture. Mm. Golf is quiet, please. Right, UFC right. is a quiet, please, as I bang your head in. Right. So I choose, I tend to be UFC. It's wild or crazy or youthful. What are people saying about Drake in the league?
1: Well, Drake, like, it does make the game more fun to watch, right. more entertaining. There's no question. It's, it's reminiscent, obviously, of Spike Lee with the New York Knicks. What was that, 20-something years ago and Reggie Miller. The only issue that... I have with with Drake, is you, I don't think you can be roaming fifteen feet. You yeah. know what I mean, like yeah. because one you're blocking other fans. Yeah, I definitely don't think you should be able to touch a coach, even if it's your own coach. Yeah, uh, like so I Spike Lee would stay in front of his seat. Yeah, you know and and do all that. So I think you hate to try to put somebody in a box, but I think you've got to stay relatively close to your
3: seat. Well, the NBA has a rule. As a player, you can't leave your, right. your box. So right. that, that part I get. Uh, but I do think, to me, what's interesting about this whole situation, Toronto's in Milwaukee's head. We've got to remember this. Toronto's a bunch of old veterans. Milwaukee's a bunch of kids. It kind of feels like Toronto's a little bit Milwaukee's head in this series. Here's the deal.
1: I've said if, to, if Milwaukee gets to the finals and, and wins it, some people think they're going to win it. I, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson were saying they're the prohibitive favorite to beat Golden State when they were up 1 or 2-0 over Toronto. If they were to win it, that would be virtually unprecedented in the NBA because you, you know it, Colin. Teams have always had to overcome some type of adversity. Yes, it was, you know, the Detroit Pistons had to get past Larry Bird and the Celtics. Michael Jordan had to get past Detroit Pistons and Isaiah Thomas. LeBron had his individual challenges. You know, Kobe and Shaq had their, their losses. You have to go through those teams unless you already have veterans. Like Magic Johnson stepped right into the league right. with the MVP, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. So they won it right away, but this would be unprecedented, so this is their first bit of adversity. Yes. We're about to see what Milwaukee's made of. It could defeat them.
5: Next,
2: Chris Mannix joins Nick and CeCe to explain why LeBron needs to be vocal in recruiting.
1: I
0: think he needs to be intimately involved in every step of the free agent process. I mean, being involved in free agent recruiting is a lot different than being involved in the coaching search or in other personnel matters like style of play. It's accepted. It's accepted and encouraged. I mean, you know, you guys talked about this earlier in the show. The reason Kevin Durant went to Golden State is because the guys came out to recruit him out in the Hamptons. James Harden, you know, the former MVP has sat in on meetings to recruit guys. sat you no, know, when Lamarcus Aldridge was being recruited by multiple teams, you know, stars from those teams were sitting in on those meetings. And
2: Harden was a huge part of Chris Paul yeah. agreeing to come to Houston. Absolutely. Like this
0: is part of your responsibility. If you want to win, you've got to go out there and sell guys that have good choices on making one that sides with you. But even more important for, for LeBron is as, as this month's move forward, he and the Lakers have to present a unified front right now we look at the Lakers and because Magic Johnson peeled back the curtain in the way that he did we look at them as being dysfunctional in a state of disrepair like I thought it was a mistake for LeBron to be at that Frank Vogel press conference. And not speak to the media a little bit. I think it, he needs to kill the perception, and it's widely believed that Jason Kidd is his guy. He's got the relationship with him, and that Frank Vogel is little more than a placeholder. That he could go. I think he could go a long way towards putting a lot of that to the back burner for now
2: by publicly addressing some of that stuff. Okay. So at this, some of this, though, LeBron's damned if he do, damned if he doesn't because Lebron is staying out of stayed out of the coaching search to a degree that Ty Lu doesn't get the job and now, but he was involved, so he wasn't involved enough or had a big enough hand to where they actually end up following through and hiring Ty Lue, but he was involved enough to where Jason Kidd gets the job. Jason Kidd got that job because the people within the Lakers wanted to potentially initially give Jason Kidd the head coaching job, and they were cowed by the public reaction, so then they wanted Jason Kidd on the staff. LeBron, had said, LeBron said during the season, and he was criticized for it during the season when it came to Anthony Davis. I'm always recruiting. Remember, he said to Tanya Ganguly, ask me if I want to play with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I do. Ask me if I want to play, and he said, I know the rules. The rules can't – I'm not breaking the rules, and nobody can control me. If it's true that he is now removing himself from it, and I don't know if it's true or not, it's because he's been asked to. It's because he it goes totally against the way he has been his entire career when it comes to trying to get players to play with him and what he said he was doing just months ago. So... It is, yes, of course the Lakers. The only chance they have at a major free agent is LeBron being involved. The only reason he wouldn't be involved is if the Lakers front office tells him not to be involved, and that would be a major mistake. Even for a team that's made a bunch of mistakes, that would be a shocking mistake. I'm not
0: arguing that that LeBron, you know, that Jason Kidd is LeBron's guy. I'm not saying that's that's true. I'm just saying that LeBron was at the Frank Vogel press conference. He could sit there and just say things about Frank Vogel. He has experience against Frank Vogel. He hasn't worked with him or coached with him but in the playoffs for three years against the Indiana Pacers LeBron James played against him played against Frank Vogel teams talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that I mean just just try to kill this outside perception that this is a David Blatt 2.0 situation that you're that your guy is eventually going to take over I'm not sitting here and saying that it's true I, I don't know that any any of that is true but publicly that's how it's
6: perceived and LeBron being there he could have done some, some more, I thought, in that day. If LeBron's not involved in free agency, because we are I, – I, I don't think they have any shot at the top free agent, that being Kevin Durant. I think they have very little shot at the second free agent or number one A, one A, B, and Kawhi. Very little chance. So now, we're, let's look at the real possibilities who they have. And to not have LeBron James in that process, man, I, I would – I don't trust anyone in the Lakers organization – and right now, they're doing everything the wrong way. Yes, the press conference, LeBron could have level-set some things. He could have said some things. But he is damned if he do, he is damned if he don't. Because Magic, Magic quitting and revealing some of the stuff that happened, that didn't help the organization. You think the other free agents right now are looking at the Lakers been like, Yeah, this is the next great dynasty come. No. No, it's a
0: fractured organization with problems and leaks and no real hierarchy.
6: And we forget about the West is still stacked. There's still a lot of teams in the West they have to be able to go through. And players are looking at what's the best option for their future. LeBron James, if he's not involved in the recruiting, I don't know what type of recruiting tool that they have. Who do you have as your lead person talking to to, to free agents? Rob Palenka? That's it? Kurt Rambis? Really? What about the owner? No. Like, you don't want to talk to those people. You need LeBron James, and as my man uh, Goodwin said, put the trophies in the room and LeBron and let them talk Vince, and let them work it out.
2: Vince Goodwill was on the show earlier this week. I One note on the Vogel press conference, getting back to the free agency stuff. You and I both well know that since that took place two hours after Magic Johnson dropped Bombs. Unless LeBron was going to say, "I have a statement to make, and I will not be taking any questions." All of the questions were not going to be, "How did Frank Vogel and Roy Hibbert scheme against those 2013 <laughs> Miami Heat teams?" They would have been, "What about Magic? What about Magic? Why didn't
6: he talk to you?" What are your v-? and LeBron so skilled? LeBron can make what, that's up. That's what I'm stuff. saying. Like LeB- LeBron's Le- not. This isn't his first rodeo. Okay, like, but could, so, so, so
2: now we're simultaneously. So I just want to. LeBron was had too big of a hand in in this, but now he's not having a big enough hand in that. He showed up to the press. Conference, Conference, but he should have done more at the press conference. Like, at, uh, what we know is this. The only shot they have at Kyrie Irving is if LeBron is the one convincing him to come. That's the next name on your list, right? If we assume Clay's not a real available free agent. Yes. KD, Kawhi, Kyrie. The, now, could is Jimmy Butler maybe just going to go to who offers the most money? Possibly. Maybe all it would take for Jimmy Butler is Rob Belenka, but there's a lot of teams that can offer Jimmy Butler the same money that the Lakers can, and Jimmy Butler's not as good as Kyrie Irving, at least in my eyes. They, the only, I'll say it again, the only person the Lakers currently employ that we know is even good at their job, much less great, is LeBron James. They need to utilize him when they are trying to get another
6: person who is good at what they do. And I do believe, like you, if LeBron James, whatever he's going to tell that player in free agency, he needs to be able to tell the press about Frank Vogel right now. Because if Vogel is selected the head coach in a normal process, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with his basketball. But LeBron James has got to take a speaking part. We can't allow all these other things to continue to go on. They got incompetent people doing incompetent things, and it continues. Like, it's going to get worse. LeBron, man, this free agency is not going to go well for the Lakers. I mean, look at the big-time free agents. They don't even have a chance. They're not even going to get in the room. Kevin Durant is not even taking a phone call, even though they might not have his number, like Broussard and everything. But, I mean, if you look at that, Katie, Kawhi, Clay, no chance. And they're the the L.A. Lakers. And even if, look, even if LeBron didn't do it
0: yesterday or the day before with Frank Vogel, at some point when he talks about the coach, he's got to throw his full throat support behind it. Because if there's disrepair in there early in the season, if this narrative continues, it's going to submarine the entire season.
2: Now, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, and Jason McIntyre join Colin Coward to play the NBA free agency dating game
4: to the Free Agent Dating Game. I am your host, Joy Taylor. I'm going to tell you how this works. Colin is going to play the role of a player about to hit free agency, hit the free agent market. Our three eligible bachelors are going to represent the three NBA teams. They will each make their pitch to land the free agents. And Colin, or whatever free agent he is currently playing, will decide which team he wants to go with. So let's get started with the very first round. Hi, Bachelors! Hi! Hey now, hey now. (laughs) That is Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Colin is Kawhi Leonard for our radio listeners. Let's start with Bachelor number one. Chris, which team are you representing?
1: I am representing the Toronto Raptors. Kawhi, life is about three things. Money. Legacy and experiences slash relationships. So, money. You can get $190 million from the Toronto Raptors, $140 million anywhere else. You already gave up $30 million when you left San Antonio. Plus, we have people all over the city ready to give you a multi million dollar condo to live in. You got Kawhi and Dine where you can eat for free all over the city. You will not have to spend a penny if you re sign with us. Secondly, legacy. You can go to L.A. and own the Lakers or the city for a little while. New York, own the city for a while. You stay here, win championships, you own a nation. This is a whole country that we are giving to you. You will be the greatest basketball player in Canadian history. That's legacy. Experiences and relationships. Look at this past year. You guys have had a wonderful year. The bond you felt, the emotion you showed when you hit the only Game 7 buzzer beater in NBA history, Kawhi. You and your teammates have built a bond. They follow you. You are their fearless leader. They're playing better basketball than ever. We can win not one title, multiple ones with you, Kawhi. Okay. Stay.
3: Well, Bachelor number one, you're hot. (laughs) Um, But it's so... Cold. It's Toronto. It's Nova, you're like a bus ticket to Nova Scotia. It's too cold. Kawhi, you can live in the
1: off season in Los Angeles, Miami, Bermuda, wherever you want to go. It's just for half of the year. Otherwise, you can lay on the beach for other six
7: months. So don't even worry about that. That's not even an issue. All right,
4: All right. that's very compelling. Bachelor number two, Jason, which team are you representing?
7: I am representing the L.A. Lakers. First is the worst, we know that. Second is the best. Kawhi Leonard, we are going to make you the global superstar that you deserve to be, okay? You're not going to be that in Toronto, okay? You're not, definitely Popovich wouldn't let you be that in San Antonio. Guess who had the number one jersey sales in the NBA this year? LeBron, who came to the Los Angeles Lakers. Guess which team sold the most merchandise in the NBA this year? You guessed it, the Lakers. And we didn't even make the playoffs. I'm telling you, Kawhi Leonard, you come to the Lakers and you will restore the brand with 16 titles that we've got. You take us to 17. LeBron could not do that last year. He couldn't even get us to the playoffs. We need you. And a couple other notes. Kawhi, I know you wanna be that global superstar, and here's how we get you there. You got a new sneaker deal with New Balance, okay? You come to the Lakers. Do you know how many shoes you're gonna sell at the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo? You need to be global. We put you on the map, the Lakers brand. And finally, you know, we got a new coach, Frank Vogel. I'm sure these guys will try to poke fun at him, but guess what? We control the staff. And just as Toronto added your best buddy, Jeremy Castleberry, your buddy, you played high school with him, college, we will add him to our coaching staff in LA, just the way we added Jason Kidd.
3: Your front office is a mess. Is. I don't even know who I'm gonna meet if I'm there.
7: Well, here's the thing. You don't have to worry about that because you're gonna be in control. We took the power away from LeBron James. We didn't let him get Tai Lu. This is your show, Kawhi Leonard. Come to LA, become a global superstar.
4: All right. There it is, baby, Lakers. That was weak. All right, all right, all right. Bachelor number three, Rob, which team are you representing?
5: I represent the Los Angeles Clippers, (laughs) the team that made the playoffs in Los Angeles. Kawhi, come home, baby. You're from this area. You're from uh, L.A. Come home, and here you have a chance and an opportunity not to play second fiddle to LeBron James and that mess, Across the hall at staples, Center's, but you staples, Center, but you have a chance to do what nobody else has ever been able to do: make the Clippers a championship caliber team. It will always be about you. You were the chosen one. You were the son that came back to Los Angeles. Look at what the Clippers have. Doc Rivers, a coach who already won a championship. Jerry West. One of the greatest all time. He's the logo. He's running this operation.
3: You are very attractive, Bachelor 3, but Jerry West is 81 and I'm young.
5: Don't worry about the gray hair. It's about youth, experience. Do you want to be on the logo one day? You could have that chance if you were able to take the Clippers to the mountaintop. The Clippers are ready to win now. The Clippers made the playoffs this year without a superstar. All we need to do is add you add water and stir it's called a championship make it happen
3: <laughs> well you're all you all had awesome pitches but the shortest pitch and i'm not much for talking i'm going to choose bachelor number three The Clippers. Yeah! Yeah!
4: congratulations yeah! great pick, great 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 pick kawaii bob tell us anyone. what the lucky couple <laughs> has won
5: Kawhi and the Clippers, you've just won a guaranteed trip to the playoffs next year, which is more than any other NBA team in Los Angeles can say.
4: Congrats. That seems like a very lasting, solid relationship. Good good pick by Kawhi. Congratulations, Bachelor 3. All right.
2: Following, Sarah Cusack joins Nick and CeCe to dissect why Clay Thompson seemed upset at getting snubbed from All-NBA.
0: Sarah, whether or not you think that the, the NBA voters, the media voters, got this right, do you think Clay's become underrated on this Warriors
8: team? Uh, I think that's an important distinction of whether or not he should have made the All-NBA team and whether you think he's underrated. I do think Clay Thompson's underrated. I think that there's, on so many occasions, unless he's just absolutely lighting it up from the three-point line or hitting mm-hmm. in ways and putting in shots that we know he could do, it's such an extraordinary level. I think oftentimes we do underrate everything he does defensively, how he's able to take the pressure off Steph Curry and who he needs to guard. The fact that he could guard one through four and you could put him on a multitude of different players, the way in which he guards on ball, off ball, all those type of things. And how we talk so much about Steph Curry and how the offense for Golden State functions because of Steph and because of the gravity that he has. And I think much the same could be said about Clay Thompson when it comes to the All-NBA team. With those ballots and with the way voters vote, there's only six. Part, you need to vote for certain positions, so there's only six guards that you're essentially voting for. I also think, and, and I, it, I love what Clay said. I agree with him. They're going to their fifth straight finals. That's extraordinary. Those, though, are regular season Awards. honors. Awards that the award is for what happened throughout the duration of this previous regular season, and you, and you probably Bradley Beale probably could have a small argument. Mm-hmm. Kemba Walker. His Numbers were better. Russell Westbrook's numbers were better than Clay's. So w- would I have been upset if Clay? No. Like I think Clay had a great season, but I also think anytime you're saying someone should be on it, then you've who got to you say who's going to be off it. Yeah. And it
2: was Kimba, Beal, and Clay going for the last spot. Yeah. Just like it was LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake, and LeBron going for two of the f- yeah. the last two spots. And LaMarcus got you can say snubbed. I would say he just got left out of it. Now, yeah. Yeah. here's the thing with Clay Thompson. There's to me a player that everyone knows in NBA history that's similar to him, not stylistically, but in the great unknown. And that player's James Worthy. And that is, we, I don't know if Clay is the luckiest guy in modern NBA or the unluckiest guy. And by that I mean, I don't know, and we won't know as long as he's on this team, if Clay is in the perfect role to maximize everything he can do. And if he was asked to go be Kimball Walker, he would fail. We, that, that's possible. Like, hey, because he's not a great dribbler. He's not There There are parts of his game that appear to have major holes, and he never has to go into a game where he is the opposition's number one threat. You are never scheming to stop Klay Thompson your primary threat. Or is, it, is he unlucky in that, oh, he could do all these things. He could be a 30-point-a-game guy and just doesn't have the opportunity. We don't know that. We didn't know that about James Worthy either. James Worthy played with Kareem and then later on he's playing with Magic and he always had to be in that secondary role and took that secondary role into the Hall of Fame. And much like Clay, James Worthy has had some amazing playoff moments. Game seven of the NBA Finals, big game James, like we we the triple-double. As long as you're on this team, there's gonna be a level of unknown. We know with Kevin Durant because he hasn't always been on this team. We don't know with Steph. We know that Steph can be the focal point of an offense, but we don't know how much Steph's offense. Would he transform the Hornets into a version of the Warriors, or would he all of a sudden struggle on a team such as the Hornets? We don't know it, and that is the if Clay. If Clay re-signs with Golden State, as I think he will, he is making the choice. Winning is more important than the accolades, than potentially the money, or at the very least the, the credit of the best guy on a team because he'll never be the best guy on the Warriors.
6: And there's always a sacrifice when you're on great teams. Out of their big four players, all of them are underrated. I believe Kevin Durant's underrated. When you evaluate him in his game, in his totality, he's underrated. Steph Curry, we see he's underrated because it's not forced out of him until Kevin Durant is out of the lineup that he gets the credit. Draymond, he will always be underrated as far as his playmaking, his defense, his intensity, what he brings to the workplace every day, how that helps Clay do his job, how it allows Steph – to be able to do his job, and Draymond is a protector. You can't rough up Steph, because Draymond and them will rough you up. So all of these Warriors, and Clay being included, they're they're all underrated. But in this season, what Clay did, he didn't have a great season. If you look at his numbers, he was not on point to when he made All-NBA. So when they decided all of them were going to come together, there is some sacrifices as far as roles, but I just believe They're so talented and they have so many other things covered that they will never get the type of evaluation have been like, yes, there's going to be some mystery. There's always mystery. How good was Scottie Pippen if he would have That's been the on other, the Bulls right. by himself? There's always some mystery when you have greatness there.
8: I, I will say this, though, with Clay and his numbers, he had a horrific start yeah. to the season and how he shot from the three-point mm-hmm. line. Well, he had and some just stretches throughout general. that were pretty horrific, too. But think about the fact he still shot over 40% from three. So you have a guy that struggled mightily from the three-point line. Expectation, yes. That, So those expectations, I also think to your point of of saying about he just wants to win, there's something to be said for the value of a player that is as low maintenance his As personality and his personality, the chemistry, mm-hmm. Steph's all of those things add to what a championship-level team is, and you can't put a number on that. You can't put a mm-hmm. quantity on that. That makes a difference with a group.
0: But when you're when you're voting for someone for an All NBA first team, first team, second team, third team, what is it based on besides just the numbers? Because all those variables, all those factors your, don't factor
2: in your performance, and and that is the way it should be your performance in that singular regular season mm-hmm. not, in, not a lifetime achievement award and not, not how a, you
0: get along not your chemistry well not not no 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 i that think stuff. no I, that, no i do also? think
2: that has to do with your performance that season i think if you're if you're a ba- i think boogie cousins got got had hmm. some tough times in Sacramento yeah, you can lose some votes because he was a negative to his team okay. i think which is why clay listen clay's numbers say it shouldn't have been close that Beal and Kemba were way better. So the fact that he was close is because we know he's sacrificing some, we know what he does defensively, and we know how important he is to the key cohesiveness of the team. But it was the worst three-point percentage he's had since he's been Klay Thompson, worst field goal percentage since we've known him as Klay well, Thompson. Well,
8: and I think and a lot of people would say, oh, but look at the wins. Well, Bradley Beal and Kemba Walker are two players that dramatically changed how the team, those, every one of the 38 wins of the Charlotte Hornets were pretty much because of Kemba Walker the same thing for Washington was an absolute mess this season and the reason they had 32 wins or whatever point they mm-hmm. hit was it because of Bradley Beal so it's also you, you kind of got to level it out in a way of which who they're there's playing two and how much season. impact but, they're having on the win and
2: I think people feel like the Warriors underachieved in the regular season yeah. if they won 67 instead of 57 he's on the team yeah. like yes. they, 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 they calculated themselves in the regular season I mean he's this is he's gonna have to take this haircut. You can't get everything now. Like it's tough. You can't you can't you can't have it all, and there's one thing Clay's not gonna get this year. Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think
5: of the show.